0: Yo, yo, yo I have to speak louder and vocalize Because people were saying they couldn't hear me in the car So I'm like, oh Now I have to imagine my imaginary voice mic So that I can articulate better And better, you know, say my words That's it What's up everyone? This is V, aka Verna English. Welcome to the Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds podcast. If it sounds like I'm all in the speaker and all in your ear, no apologies. I'm standing. I'm standing on something. I'm not apologizing for being in somebody's ear. <laughs> you can also find me on Amazon. You can also find me on Twitter. Discord. You can find me on multi platforms. I have NFTs, many, many multiple, multiple things. I, I haven't even like linked it all on Linktree yet, but eventually I will. Shouts out to anyone in LA. Shouts out to all the creators and pretty much podcasters. Shouts out to Mark Maron. One day I'll I'll have a podcast with you, and I'll be sitting there in the most obscure fashion with a mask on smoking a spliff and obscuredly talking about you know how cool LA is and I'm, I'm gonna take some time to actually you know comment on that besides my quips you know what I'm saying in things of general frustration of me being an artist which is a daily and that's actually pretty cool to have general frustrations as an artist you want people to you know speak to you and not just you know say things to you (laughs) there's a thing of being spoken to and then a thing of being spoken at and there's a difference and and people generally know it and it doesn't just come off as respect and LA is a, a dull place because every place is different obviously if you go to one neighborhood and you go into another neighborhood progressively you'll know that you're in another neighborhood by the way that the buildings look I find that as an advantage versus being in suburbia and then you proverbially ride down the street for forever half in a day and all the houses look the same just in like an hour you what it's like a twilight zone or some shit but yeah it's really really cool to see this place and how much people have cared for the land and how much they've cared for their communities uh, regardless of what has happened you know what i'm saying there's so many people that are here Like, you got to factor that in and how awesome that makes this city. It dwarfs mine by... I don't even think Chicago would be, like, one (laughs) part of L.A. Just because it's just that big. Uh, My city is totally different uh, by comparison, and I don't like comparing the two. Uh, The energy of them are two different things, like, night and day. (laughs) So... Being here, I have a deeper appreciation for the artistry of life, if that makes sense, and how people choose to live. And you'll see them, you know, tech guys, you'll see women, you'll see men, you know what I'm saying like just people moving or going from here to there. And in generally in a big city, you know, most people don't have time, you know what I'm saying to have a conversation or time to speak. But in LA, it's a different, you know, time zone. So it's a general difference of how, you know, the the public or rather uh, the street interacts with one another. On the last podcast, I said that LA has some of the best music ever in life. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if it's your 18-year-old cousin (laughs) that doesn't remember all the songs. I don't care if it's your mom. I don't care who it is, if they mix the music, they know their fucking tracks because it's L.A. And I appreciate it because I go on the street and I don't even have my headphones and i just be listening to the new album that came out. You know what I'm saying? New Kendrick Lamar, new whoever it is. And I literally, like for a few albums, I could just sit back and sit in front of a shop and listen to somebody on their pad or whatever it is that they have. That that's generally you know an unsaid thing about LA or an unsaid cool thing that you can see and why people if they're looking for American culture if they're looking for something that's synonymous with cool you generally gotta go to LA to experience it and you won't just see it at a party you won't just see it you know saying at a, a function or wherever you know saying a gallery you, you'll just walk and experience it and Not the touristy fashion, but just, you know, pile around. Go to a coffee shop or something. Or just go and visit a place that's a gym or a restaurant that you like. You imagine and see some of the most unimaginable things here. And even with me, you know, and my quips of being on a busy train, like, those are the little things that are not so little. You know what I'm saying? That other people in different cities don't get to experience. And I should appreciate that. So, that's just where I am, not so touchy-feely, <laughs> I, I had to, you know, verse some things as an artist that people get misconstrued, and I vocalize it, you know what I'm saying, I, I don't talk shit, I don't talk smack, but I definitely verse my opinion if I feel that, you know, somebody has a misconception about me, and it's not my place to prove anything to anyone, you know, exceptionally as an artist, but I feel that as other artists, we shouldn't be comfortable, you know, like at any point in time in our lives, <laughs> the beginning stage of it, the middle part of it, and the ending part of it, you know what I'm saying, and understanding what I mean by that, you'll have to replay that, and the comfortability of just adaptability, you know what I'm saying, being... Uh, comfortable in these designs, being comfortable in how you fashion something when, you know, you want to change it a few months later or you want to have it in your head as this ultimate, ultimate, whatever it is, right? So I always want to keep that current. I always want to showcase that to my family and my son um, that, you know, his dad wasn't just a bum (laughs) that lived in Venice, like, just chilled on the beach. Like, (laughs) Like I actually, you know, had some form of framework that I worked to get my mind together to, you know, envision something that I could never, you know, envision where I was. And and then, you know, the blessings came and then he came, which was a blessing. And so I'm just um, going to, you know, bestow those things because I, I already see it, how amazing um, he is already but then, you know, as a doting father and all these other different things, just you know, you want to impart that creativity to someone and, and have it be theirs and not be like, Ooh, ooh, I made this for you. Here, mold it. <laughs> it's like, wait, no, it's Plato. You are supposed to just let them do what they want to do with it without you, you know, hovering over their shoulder and like, you know, ooh, ooh, this way, this way, like, (laughs) I really want to impart that to my family and have that be, you know, as a sense of non-judgment, as a sense of playfulness, as a sense of life and how I, I envision every day and how I always, you know, wake up with that newness and brightness. I don't care how many times I've seen people that's, I don't care, like, Oh, I've seen this guy before, I know what he's going to do. No, like, that's not ever any case when I ask, you know, how someone is or how they're doing. And as an artist, you don't have to do these things. You know, you don't have to speak to anyone. There's just certain things, a part of your writing or your creative craft that you have to experience for yourself as a human being so that it better correlates or can be, you know, expressed to someone else. And they would be like, yo, that was really genuine. I can feel that because I know that you've talked to someone. I know you've experienced some things. I know you've seen some shit. And no, I'm not (laughs) curveying or condoning going out and doing wild shit. I'm really uh, stressing to us as creators or as whatever we choose ourselves to be. But exceptionally, if you are a writer, to take at least 30 minutes uh, a week, or whatever, as far as your project um, frame, or however you've got it as your goal, to think about what it is that you want to express. You know, like, for I, I do it in any point in time in the day. Like, I could just go there in my head, and it's just a room, I've got it all like, you know, those people who are investigating things and all, the lines are connected here and another line is connected there and there and there and there and there and so that's where I'm you know creating this synapses and I try to make it make sense but other people you know get this air and obviously you have this higher self which is a part of it but I always on the 3D aspect want to impart this this kindness and this humbleness (laughs) of this grand thing that is way bigger than me <laughs> like by default and how amazing it is and then too how I can be a part of it to help it you know and further it and further make it more you know mysterious and cool the way that I always know um, certain things are one of the things that I want to say in this podcast and I've said it before but I, I didn't want to reiterate it was that certain things you know I had to learn myself, and I will definitely tell another generation the same thing as far as if this is a level of coolness of you know crate digging, uh, going and finding you know certain people in music that you know established it versus going off of what a list has said or what someone else on a website has said those are cool, those are great references, but you're only going to get what they <laughs> think is cool, but not what the next person who is from the same generation thinks is cool, you know what I'm saying, like, there's certain people who have passed away who whose voice still rings, and whose people, you know what I'm saying, still swear by their names, they just don't say them as loud anymore, and... For me, I'll, I'll reiterate this so that I don't sound like, you oh, he sound like one of them old, old man, Like, <laughs> not even. Like, if you are an artist and you imagine yourself to be a piece of sand, and so art it comes to you literally as a wave from the ocean and all of these things each and every time, then you, you start seeing patterns and you start seeing coolness and you start differentiating where you fall on the beach and that's kind of how i look at life and i know lupe fiasco he's an artist from chicago uh shouts out to him uh first and 15 and um, you know i saying he's a great great illustrator of the mind of expressing uh, these in a very poetic fashion of talking about you know what I'm saying? just what i just said like that was a reference from him And him talking about art and getting all of these things and pointing them in the right direction. Talking about obscure philosophical shit. It's really, really cool. But on to my story and why I mentioned this today is because I'm talking about, you know, these characters who were a part of this firm. It's a complete different other firm. And when I say that I was like piecing together all these different stories together, I do it in real time. And so one firm was basically the people who find memories or find things that are unfindable. Basically, in a world of forgotten memories, people are like, hey, I remember this. Can you find this in this direction or this, this, that? And it sounds like an improbable and impossible job, but these people take it on and actually have a crazy success rate. Based off of the, the, <laughs> the cases that they take. Now, the other, you know, characters and other firm that I was working on was more like a lawyer firm. And it kind of deals with an almost esoteric type of uh, scenario and a different part of the city. Literally, the whole entire city is the yeah. size. So when I de- describe these characters, it's basically a derivative of, you know, this firm. And it's basically what I was saying on the esoteric level of them determining uh, what someone is or the contracts that have been made and how to get them out of it. And, you know, the ins and outs of doing, you know, certain things are not, quote unquote, quintessentially the normal way of going about lawyerisms in a world where there are no laws or statutes or anything written. Um, it's just something that has been there and I don't say the origins of it, which adds some mystery to what it is that they're doing. You could think of it as kind of like a Scooby-Doo type of aspect of Who Done It, you know, but not that funny Hanna-Barbera, you know, catch and grab, oh, they whipped off the mask type deal It's kind of them determining who holds said thing or contract. And to determine how and if, you know, saying there are bylaws to get someone out of it. It's basically, you know, saying them going through, you know, saying a cityscape and them having their office very Humphrey Bogart-like. If you've ever seen, uh, ooh, mm, anything like the Maltese Falcon or something like that, any uh his great films. And I can go on and on and on about Humphrey Bogart, but... Now that I'm thinking of it, I just want to make it very, you know, film noir-esque, you know, very not dark, but very black and white with it. And then have some mixtures and with some crazy characters that have some colorful dialogue along. So that that's basically what I'm, I'm working on right now. I'll write it down and, you know, making these notes and denotations in my head uh, is, you know, the writer's room and what I include people in. Writing is a daily process to anybody who wants to be a writer. Uh, it you write notes down. you you make mental notes so that you can go back to it. If you are a writer of music, it's the same difference. Words always come. Once you start etching away at that thing, that endless well, it's endlessly more, you know, accessible. It, it's easily more accessible the more you delve into it, so that anybody who challenges you, you would be like, oh, yeah, 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 let's sit down, let's, let's go, like, and match whoever's energy it is that is coming to you with this said challenge. There should be never a point of, you know, this creative draw or sense of lack. <laughs> i end with that and say that that it should be a point of what direction you're pointing yourself like Jack Sparrow and, you know, meandering in that vector and, like, pressing forward. And and once you continue doing that, it really, you know, brings forth a lot of positive and uh, great outcomes to your goals. Uh, This is one of them. I mean, this podcast got started in 2020 in the midst of COVID. I recorded it outside in a parking lot. So, yeah. Hey, uh, hit the subscribe button. Okay, bye now.